Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio, episode 42. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation, initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Order now and we'll include a free guide listing three techniques you can start doing right away to hone your psychic mind. In this episode, recorded live on Facebook, Eric discusses the meaning of the statement, magic doesn't happen, you make it happen. Discover the importance of perspective and how all is one is the key to eliminating the barriers that stand in your way. Then explore how a deeper understanding of simulated reality can assist in making magic happen and evolving your consciousness. Enjoy. All right, so my initial question was uh, in regards to your statement, um, magic doesn't happen, you make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I had asked, you know, what does that mean to you? Um, so let me just cut off on that. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's multi-layered. Mm -hmm. One, if I say, you know, magic doesn't happen, you, you make magic happen. That could be on the basic level of if you want joy in your life, okay you can't expect for something miraculous to just happen i mean it, it may or may not but you've got to take the randomness of joyful things happening and and make them happen it's like for instance birthdays everybody wants somebody to throw a surprise okay. party for them or everybody wants them to but usually most people don't now i'm not mm -hmm. talking about my own issues just saying but if you decide to take charge of your birthday and, and push for the plans and, and organize people and do everything, so you've made the magic happen in a sense, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, on a broader level, I believe that there is no such thing as magic in the sense of magic, 
okay? Everything is a formula. If you look at the idea of magic, there's step-by-step -step formulas in order to execute a, mm -hmm. a, a thing to happen, let's say. I think that things that are mysterious we call magic. It's only because we don't comprehend them. Once we comprehend them, they're no longer magic. They're, it's an organized process. So with your other question that you asked, how do I do what I do, mm -hmm. okay? The, the, it's, it's to say that I look at things or I try to approach it in an organized way. Okay. So to address that, just, just a, a thought on it is, when we think of psychic phenomena, we, we think it's part of our mind, we think it's part of us doing whatever, okay? We see an entity, we see a, a ghost, we, we sense something, we see phenomenon. When one takes the, the, the idea, it, there's this kind of barrier between you and it, okay? Right. It's independent, you're independent. The phenomena is independent, you're observing the phenomenon. Right. Okay. When one takes on the idea of a simulated reality, that we are part of a projected intelligence, if you will, the first thing is, is that the idea of Alessoni all is one takes on a new level. It's to say that we are all part of the same static generation of information. We're individualized, but technically we're not. We're part of this, this source of images, just like everything on your computer is connected, mm -hmm. but it acts independently. So when you reverse engineer that thinking, okay, you ask me how do I do what I do, the first thing I accept is the idea that everything is part of the same thing. Okay. Why can't I affect something over there if it's part of me? Right. Everything, you're a part of me, the, the tables, are, the cameras, everything, the audience watching, everything is a part of me. So when you can accept that instead of that, that sense of individualness mm -hmm. that, that, that everybody tries to hang on, I'm unique, I'm individual, it's almost like we've been encouraged to think this way because it keeps us separate from merging with something that's part of us. Okay. So um, when, when, I guess, do you think that there are governors that are um, set and when you take this approach that it kind of drops those governors? Um, so that it, it well, let's explain. You're, you're using terminology from HBI, and yeah. it's going to lose people if they're new. Mm -hmm. A governor is to say, like a car engine, uh, is your, your speedometer will say you can do 120, 140. But there's a governor switch, a computer chip in your engine that actually will keep you kind of at, at bay at about 90 miles per hour. Even though the car could go faster, it prevents you from doing so. So when we say governor, we mean that there are aspects of our consciousness that have rules, in a sense, implied as to what we can and cannot do. Uh, uh, I was watching, I don't know, it's probably a movie or, or something, or, or you know, the, the furthest yard or something, it was a football thing or something, and it has this one young guy who's carrying someone on his back, the coach is saying go to distance, and he's saying just do 20 yards or something yards or two yards or whatever, and you know, he blindfolds him. And so he keeps telling him, you can go further, you can go further. And he ends up going the entire course or length of the football field because he did not have a way to gauge what that distance was. And when he realized he had done it, of course, it was really hard and difficult. But the point is he did it. Had he, had he seen how far he was going, he mentally would have just stopped at a shorter distance. So it's to say that the governor in our, in our minds say what, what we're capable of doing or what we're not. Now, of course, I'm in a sense taking it in a different direction, but I think it's, it's, 
some people might think it's more extreme to say you create phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I just say it's, it's a different way of seeing things. And the idea is I've removed layers of that preventive idea of how far I can go. My idea of how far I can go, not that I could go the full length of <laughs> carrying somebody, but in this particular area yeah. is to say that I can go a further distance because in my mind, I've accepted that that's my two yards, but for me, it's 20 yards. Right. Okay. It's instead of 5,000 yards. So there may be a limit to that, mm -hmm. but it, it's further beyond. Most. So that's a state of mind in your one's perception. I thought that was a great example. I like Thank that. You. Yeah. So you were saying earlier that it also depends on what it is that you're working on. So if there's, let's say something in the spiritual realm that we want to, to work on, but there's also stuff in our life that we want to, to work on. Do you approach those differently? Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's really interesting because you're, you're really dealing with the dynamic of your consciousness. If we are in a simulated reality, there has to be very strong uh, uh, governors or borders to kind of keep us kind of in this certain framework of what we're allowed and not allowed to do. So I think that there's a lot of emphasization, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, on, on the rules of ourself you know, and, and what we can break through to or what we can and cannot do. And so therefore, I find that whenever you try to, to change the direction of your own life, it's almost harder. It's almost better to, to affect someone else mm -hmm. and you, you can kind of have them uh, change your life a little bit better if they're willing to accept that direction. Mm -hmm. But to, to psychically or spiritually or energy, it seems like these rules of governors kind of cover the spectrum. Now, there's ways to hack the system, as, mm -hmm. I, as I've taught. But in general, it's the same thing that when, when, when one says, you know, you do a reading for someone to predict their future. It's always easier to do it for a person that's not yourself. When you try to do mm -hmm. it for yourself, it's incredibly hard because there are all these parameters of, of what you really want, these subtle desires and right. interest and, and ego and, and you know, so, you know, so when you extract yourself from that, you, you may have an indifference towards that person. You may not know them. So your mm -hmm. success rate and accuracy is much higher because you're, you're not really engaging these governors subconsciously. So if you can beat those governors in yourself, mm -hmm. okay, which is extremely hard to do, well, then you'll, you'll have a sense of also manifesting in your own life or, or recreating the psyche of your mind. But it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And it, it kind of reminds me of ties that bind, and, and maybe you can go into this a little deeper. When you say uh, birds of a feather flock together yeah. or, you know, your energy affects your consciousness yes. and things like that. So is it, I guess you could say indirectly, if I pick the people I hang out with, it will then kind of influence my life in return. Yeah, we, 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 we tend to mimic as, as human beings, mm -hmm. we're, we're social creatures. So you right. just got to look always at the most basic levels. Mm -hmm. And we, we crave companionship, we crave mm -hmm. to socialize, maybe not all the time, but eventually you will. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of mimicry, if it, particularly me. I mean, mm -hmm. if I'm out south, I start to pick up a southern accent. If I'm yeah, in Britain, likewise. I'll start picking up a little weird British accent. Mm -hmm. So this is an adaptation of our consciousness. So if you take it a step further, is to say that if you if you hang out with a, a group of people, and, and I'm, it's just a terrible way to say this, but that aren't really trying to achieve much in their life, they're they're mm -hmm. underachieving, they're not go getting, they're not pushing. Okay, 
you're going to adapt or mirror some of those habits. Right. Okay. If you're around people that are, are very focused and driven, you know, monetarily wise or whatever it is, you tend to, to reflect that. And then you, you see these results in your own life. Mm-hmm. You, you see this in prosperity and stuff. So you could say the same thing spiritually. If you find mm-hmm. like-minded people or people that are driven spiritually, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to benefit from that. And you're, you're going to, to find ways to help get around that governor or the governor has to adapt because the exterior is molding it slowly in mm-hmm. a different perspective. So when, when you take approach to making things happen, you're saying, you know, it's, it's more challenging to, to influence yourself. So how do you approach maybe influencing other things so that it kind of works and, and ties everything together? It's a, it's a very complicated you know, question. And, you know, I I don't think there's a simple answer, but what I can tell you is, is that the first thing is just like in meditation that you're trying to continuously do, and that's to silence the mind or the brain, I should say. The brain is the babbler. It's the part of you that talks. It's anxiety. It's, it's your biochemical body reacting to you, to your mind through the, through the brain, let's say. So you have to remove yourself from that. That limits or, or, erodes away at the questions in your mind, the doubts, the ego, the, these different things, your emotions direct a lot of what you can and can't do your self doubt, the, the improbability of this being possible or that being possible. When you can subdue that now it's a matter of what I call expectation. When I affect something, I have a level of confidence that it's going to happen. If I doubt that confidence then it diminishes the effect. Okay, mm-hmm. so how much confidence one has? If you've never ridden, let's say, a motorcycle, you're you're likely to crash. You're likely to have you know instabilities. You have to have a confidence level that you've gained over small successions of trial and errors, right. and then your body learns you know muscle memory mm-hmm. and everything else. So your 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 idea of getting from point A to point B is much better. Okay, so in a, in a mind wise, my mind has been conditioned to to remove a lot of the 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 barriers of the 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 uh, uh, governors mm-hmm. okay in in order to to have an expectation of something that would be considered paranormal phenomena but I'm affecting or being part of the causation mm-hmm. now again as we said before it's a loaded question yeah for me attempting or naturally believing that I'm a logical okay mm-hmm. When I see something to do it, of course, if I was to look at it in the sense that I'm individual, I'm not part of all of this, it makes it very improbable that I should be able to do any of these things that are outside of me without walking over and and affecting it. Mm -hmm. Because the belief system is that we are all part of a static reality, that that everything is is one source, we're interconnected, but we're we're told we're individual, okay? My mind says, well, if you're part of that, you should be able to affect that the same way I can move my shirt, okay? Right, it's just okay. a matter of how you want to perceive it. I try to remove the fact of seeing myself as organic, mm-hmm. and I've trained myself to have other forms of, of how I would move or uh, something that's beyond five senses. Your five senses dictate your experience in this reality, 
But if there was a sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth sense, then what you get for information and how you interact with this reality is, a, is a, an extended level of that. So that's how I look at that. I look at that, that one could say the only way to move something small on the table is to push it. Well, you could walk up to it, you could blow on it. You could, right. you could you know, maybe find other ways to manipulate it. So it's, it's can you understand that there would be other forms of, of sensory that you, you kind of learn to kind of work with. And is it through this kind of new way of thinking that these uh, ideas of revelations kind of start coming to you as far as maybe different ways to, to approach different scenarios? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like if you've never ridden a bicycle, the idea of riding a motorcycle would be extreme. If you've ridden a motorcycle and you got to BMX level and you're doing ramp stuff, to go to a small motorcycle, mm -hmm. you're probably going to adapt and you're probably going to be willing to take on that challenge and you're probably going to learn faster. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's no different. Once you've adapted your thinking or your approach to stuff, it's just increments. Okay. And how would you recommend people kind of start using this, I guess, process or our new way of thinking? Because I would think that it might seem a little bit uh, intimidating at, at times, maybe to take something new on. Um, I think everything is in intimidated. I mm -hmm. think anybody who's listening right now, naturally what we are what we call white cells they're sure. they're already searching, they're already dialed in. they already they're, this is, goes back to the whole thing of you feel something, but you mm -hmm. can't touch it. You, you, you know there's something more in our reality that you can't see, you can't hear, you can't smell, you can't taste, can't touch, mm -hmm. five senses. But you know it's there, and right. you're continuously searching to find it. Those people are the people who are listening to us, mm -hmm. and they're the ones who've looked at magic, spirituality, they're looking at different religions, different philosophies, continuously looking for the thing that's going to remove this veil mm -hmm. to their awareness. So... I forgot completely yeah. what the question is. <laughs> um, and, but, and people starting yeah. uh, to use it are feeling intimidated right. with, so, with the new way So of I think that, of course, it's going to be intimidated. But look, I think all the teachings that I give mm -hmm. build you to continuously get to where I'm at, hopefully mm -hmm. even beyond. So, so the point is you start with the material. But th I think the biggest mistake people make is they don't consciously pay attention to the fact that their ego is wanting them to do, do grandiose levels. Mm -hmm. And this is what prevents you or keeps you f discouraged. And, and you know, it comes from small successes that become medium level successes mm -hmm. to large successes, to extra large successes, to massive. That's what worked for me. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, is, you know, it's just like when we teach people, you know, we say start off with seeing ores, start yeah. off seeing energy. When you see energy, you can see entities, you can see phenomena, corner of your eye, you see something move. Why can't you look at it and see it? It just seems like it disappears. You see mm -hmm. at higher frequencies. So we move in these increments very quickly and continue, we teach them to start moving energy. Like, I don't feel nothing. And all of a sudden, oh my, oh my God, I, I feel my, my you know, you, you literally feel it. So these are incremental steps, mm -hmm. but very quickly. So you start having more and more awakenings. You start dialing into this part of yourself that you know has a purpose. You know that it, it, you're to achieve something. But you can't achieve this something until you've awakened what it is that, that you need to do. This, this sensory needs to unveil that, and it's invisible to the five senses. Interesting. Okay. Now, as you progress through those levels, uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that you teach is the tones. Uh, mm -hmm. And oftentimes, when people first start to hear them, they, they relate it to like uh, 
distance. Like, oh, I, it, there's like they, their brain well, perceives Well, before it. you jump into the tones and talk sure, about that, sure. let's assume that people don't know what the tones are. Okay. Okay. So the tones, they're very real. It's a sound that you hear, but you can, you can hear it underwater. You can hear it in a, a vacuumed room with no sound from the outside. You could more than likely hear it if you're deaf, that your ears are damaged. So some people think that it's tenunitis, but it, it's not. It's, it's something that is what we can relate to, and we think, oh, it must be like tenunitis. You're talking about this high-pitched frequency. Sometimes people can understand it better because they probably never heard it. Some have heard it. Is you, you randomly get this high-pitched frequency. You're sitting on the couch and you just hear this, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, what is that? That's kind of in the family of it, but that's still not quite it. It's, it's the sound of pitch that when you sit quietly and you have a quiet environment at first, because you can do it anywhere after you know what you're looking for, you'll see this, this you'll hear this very faint uh, uh, high pitch sound, a frequency. And as you, you concentrate on it, as your, your mind starts to be aware of it, if you allow your mind to flow on it, because this is the tricky part, it gets louder. And then you can literally hear it like it splits into two. It always reminds me of that string cheese. It splits into two from one, and then you can hear one here and here, but they're two slightly different pitches. Then you can use your mind to, to peel one of them again and make a third and a fourth, a fifth, six, seven, eight. Usually three is enough for most people, and it's, it gets a little difficult. The second you try to, to control it or you want to use your mind to, to like, like look at it with your eyes, it fades away. If you find this other part of your mind that, that's not part of your normal five senses that you think with or react with, it's able to take those tones and you learn how to bring them closer to you, closer because it sounds like they're getting louder and they do get incredibly loud. You bring the other one louder. You take the one that's furthest away because each one is fainter as you go into the levels of thinning them, but you can literally move it towards you or turn the volume up like a dimming light and it gets really bright. And so the thing is, is that we, there's not necessarily a word to define how it is you're controlling these, these sounds. But as you practice with them in a very short period of time, you literally can make them very loud and come to you and hold them without them fading or escaping. But if, you're, if this, this other part of your mind that you haven't learned to separate or distinguish it, there's, there's the mind and brain consciousness, if the brain mind tries to focus on it, it literally shoots away and it goes down to nothing or disappears. And then you have to go back to this very zen-like quiet state and use this other part of your consciousness to control them and make them very loud. By doing so, you're training your mind to begin to almost baby walk or move in a dimension that, that is um, coexisting with this reality, but the five senses can't do it. So the second you start to maneuver these sounds, it, it teaches you almost uh, a skill, motor skills, in order how to interpret uh, dimensions outside of your five senses, which allows you now to affect energies and frequencies and, and entities and all sorts of, of phenomena. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that you uh, was that was kind of interesting is that you were saying that to get them to come towards you, not yeah. you necessarily go through them. So it's Correct. kind of a you mentioned a reverse way of thinking. So um, 
I guess, can, can you explain that a little bit more as far as like what you mean by them coming well, the, closer? Well, the, the reason why I don't think of you going there, it's not that you can't think that way, but the second you individualize yourself with thought, mm -hmm. it you, you, you ground yourself out into to your normal body self. Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of stay away from that thinking until you've built up a really strong relationship on making these things work to, to your liking. Okay. So this is why I would say that you bring it towards you, mm -hmm. okay? It's just as easy to say that you're moving towards it, but when you do that, you think about movement, you right. think about walking or traveling. Mm -hmm. It's different than that. And it does have that sense of indiv being individual when you think of, or yes. it feels like of me going towards it. Yes. It. So yes. which is kind of interesting and, and kind of tying that in with what you were saying earlier about making magic happen or making things happen how would that, I mean, do they relate per se in the sense of how you work with the well, this Well, this goes back to the whole idea of, of a simulated reality. Yeah. You want to avoid self-reflection in the sense of this is what I am. Mm -hmm. And when you go into deep meditation, you're really detaching your ideal of, of physicalness, your, your relationship to smell, taste, you're kind of shutting it all down mm -hmm. into a nothingness. When you exist in the nothingness, there's something there. It's just like when I always say, when we say to people, have not thought, it doesn't mean that you're not intelligently able to think. Mm -hmm. It means that you're not using verbalness or verbal language, English language or whatever language you have in your head talking about stuff you're going to do. You can look and memorize everything without having to say what it is or identify or relate to something. That's much faster than, than words that you're actively pronouncing in your mind. Why? Mm -hmm. You, you should, can think much faster if you just eject that whole concept. So in essence, when one thinks of a simulated reality, how do you move in nothingness? How do you, mm -hmm. how do you search? How do you travel? How do you investigate? How do you do these things? Well, you've got to think completely different, right. but you need a, a set of tools or training wheels to get familiar with what to do. It's no mm -hmm. different if you've never swam, you go into a pool, you're, you're trying to move your body mm -hmm. like you are on land. It doesn't work, you're gonna sink. So you have to find trust, you have to, to relax your mind, you have to start moving with the water that's completely foreign to you and almost learn a whole new system of traveling or movement or experiencing by going under the water. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like that, so you use the tones, your tones are your floaties, and you, you learn to, how do you control these, and then you, you mature past that. Interesting, and um, as far as training, kind of learning this new environment, like you were just saying, you, you've been doing a lot more training on simulated reality in a lot of the, like, let's say, EJP, Saroon classes, but you also did the nothing that you are, and now you're taking it even further with yeah. now the stepping uh, through reality. Um, what do you have planned, or can you explain a little bit about what you want to do in that class? Well, there, 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 there's, you know, I'm always concerned that I'm going to push it too far. And mm -hmm. everybody I know, they're like, no, push it too far. <laughs> we want you to. And, you know, so I, I, I always kind of push it beyond. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, at this point, you know, I'm, 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 you know, there's a thing that I call dreamscapes, and dreamscapes are these visual, hypnotic kind of things we do. I have audios for it, and it's it's training you. You know, this goes back to the basketball teams. There's three of them. One practices every day. The other team does nothing at all, and the third team only sits in their chairs and visually goes through the games over and over and over again, dribbling the ball, shooting everything. 
In the end, they, they test all three. The one that didn't do anything basically bombed. The ones who practice every day physically did great. And the ones who did it mentally for a month but never physically practiced, but mentally practiced every day doing it, did equal to the ones who physically practiced. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, that's something you have to keep in mind. Having said that, what is the closest thing to a simulated reality that we have? And it's more powerful than any computer we have. And that's our, our brain, our mind. When you dream, you have these intense, clear, as, as, as everything now, sound, mm -hmm. hearing, taste, touch, everything. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, can I take that in your mind, go in your mind, and then make it expand into our reality laying it over what is virtually the same thing, which yeah. is a simulated reality. Mm -hmm. so, so what I want to do is to do very segmented, compounded, all the training we teach, energy movements, frequencies, tones, yeah. all these things, yeah. and have you, you do this very high intensely in your mind. Mm -hmm. Then I want to overlap you into this moment. Like you're, you know you're sitting in the chair, we're, we're, we're duplicating it mm -hmm. exactly. Okay. The idea is, can I fool the governor to reset itself to a different calibration? So instead of saying you can only do 90 miles per hour, can I get you up to 110? And can I get that to stay mm -hmm. when you step in this state of consciousness in, the, in what we call reality? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's mind hacking on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Um, can I make you do energy movements and then bring it into this place? If I convince you you're doing them exactly as you are now, yeah. and then convince you to, to as if you're still doing them right now, but you're conscious, uh -huh. where, where does that transition go? I believe that the simulated re uh, reality has a set of governing rules for every single thing. Mm -hmm. It has to, otherwise everything would be just this big paint blur, okay? So it has a, a set expectation of what you can and can't do. Every single white cell, everybody, people listening to this, knows that they should be able to, to feel or do or that they're connected to something mm -hmm. more. Definitely. The idea is, can I wake that in you in that deeper state of consciousness yeah. and make it so that it's synonymous? It's, it's with this now moment. Can we awaken that person? I think we can definitely get them to a, an awakened level. Mm -hmm. I think for some it'll be very extreme. For others, they're going to keep bringing themselves and grounding themselves out, but we're still going to get them somewhere mm -hmm. intense. So that, that's the goal, and it's tricky, and I don't want to give up all my tricks. I've oh, been it really sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I've even really come up does. with a, a whole new name for it because I, I really think it's beyond dreamscape. So, mm -hmm. so the, the word we just kind of I threw out there was synth uh, escape. So mindscape, drop the mind, X, X escape, right. you, know, you know, this is the big thing we do around here. And, you know, synth because reality is, in a sense, synthetic. And it's, it's hard for us to, to think of that, to think about reality as being a simulated reality, to think of everything as synthetic or that it's, it's real. But the, the sooner you can come to terms with that and be at peace with it, so you're mm -hmm. comfortable, you don't want to go, you know, batshit crazy. But that you, you kind of have this one foot in and one foot out that you can look at stuff in the sense that it's synthetic. When you start to look at it that way, but still have a safe zone to where you can function normal, this is the distillation that, that makes your mind dial into affecting 
reality. This is mm -hmm. where the paranormal connection or phenomena that we call it on a lower level, paranormal phenomena, yeah. is really happening. You, you have to build that relationship. So can I speed train mm -hmm. a person in the session that I'm going to do? That's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to compound what could be a decade of knowledge literally in a matter of an hour or two. Can I have you understand that we're creating a synthetic reality in the synth escape, if you will, the session that we're going to do, and then in there show you your room that you're in, and then when we're done, are you in the synth world <laughs> still, or are you are you still you know yeah. being hypnotized and Eric just never popped you out of it? <laughs> so if what you can do there is yeah. is maybe potentially something you can do here, but right. therein lies the key. It goes right back to what I said earlier. If you do grandiose things, yeah. it's too strong to bump the system. You don't have enough faith, enough belief mm -hmm. in order to do that. You have to do an increment. So I have to take small increments and speed it up over a, a session of us yeah. doing it mm -hmm. in order for you to step into this place and have you accept that they're one and the same. Right. And, and I would say from ex experience, having done pretty much, I think probably all the dreamscapes that you've put yeah. together, <laughs> is that they they do provide a, a very smooth transition from, let's say, one state of mind or taking on yep. like a new concept. Yep. And it, it makes it um, kind of almost like soothing. It's, it's not abrupt. Well, there, uh, there's, there is absolutely, I absolutely believe and know yep. that when you do a dreamscape in one hour, you're doing decades of mm -hmm. knowledge because the key is can you experience, if you experience, what do you retract from that information. That's how we learn everything in life. So you're, you're compound and I'm able to introduce thinking that, that, that totally would, would turn your world upside down, but you're able to absorb it much faster and logicalize it and sort it all out mm -hmm. and then carry that, that level of, I always say, do a dreamscape, you bump your IQ up. Yeah. You yeah, know, you, you bump it. your understanding, your knowledge changes dramatically. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And kind of tying in the, the class with um, magic, making magic happen, would you say that this class and, and kind of how you're elevating us or elevating our consciousness will thus allow us to kind of be able to, to make magic happen and make Well, that's the point happen? of it. What yeah. would be the point of it if sure. that wasn't the point of it? Sure. The idea is when you're done, mm -hmm. one, you should be rattled in a good way. Mm -hmm. You should have a different relationship with what you perceive as reality. When you look at the mm -hmm. walls, the chair and everything, there's something fundamentally that changes in you. Right. And thirdly, the question is, is can you affect that reality or your relationship with other human beings? Has it mm -hmm. changed? Can you feel them? Can you induce thought towards them tele telepathically? To what level? If you, if, if you do this and you, we do this huge session, if you walk away with just 1%, and you're able to pull it into this synthetic reality, same as the synthetic reality that's in there, okay? Yeah. If we're able to be the governor, that 1% really calculates, in my opinion, to huge paranormal awakening. Mm -hmm. It literally, just a drop is, is profound, and that's the whole point of it. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, 
and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance, we think outside of the box, a new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 